The real Trashik consists of sisters from the same mister, no brothers with different mothers, bringing you lifestyle, culture, and experiences with sass, class, and all the chic they can amass. Hi, this is Suleika. Yanni here. And this is Dina. Well, well, my lord, we got so many like questions, so many comments, some good mm-hmm. feedback, yes, some revelations that were shared with us as it relates to our first podcast episode regarding our meetup Memorial Weekend 2001. Like, it's amazing. Thank you, listeners, for being so engaged and like questioning us and challenging us and also. Um, allowing our story to reignite your own. Keep Thank it coming. You. Yeah, keep it coming. We'll definitely continue to do this as we uh, expand on our family matters. I mean, we got almost two decades worth of stuff to, to unpack here when it comes to this year, <laughs> family of ours. So keep it coming. We'll definitely continue to do these type of questions and question and answer and feedback. Um, just I don't know, acknowledgement. This is awesome. I love it. I love it too. Yeah. So like I just mentioned today, we're going to just touch on some of the feedback and some of the questions that were thrown our way as people listen to our first episode. So uh, I know we each have one that we wanted to address. You know, we just kind of picked randomly out of a hat. We had like almost like 20 or 30, you know, comments mm-hmm. and some questions. In, in and there that. was some, there was some of the DMs as well. Yeah. DMs, yeah, uh, yeah. individual texts. And, and text like, messages. Man, yeah. I'm, even some of my friends were like, oh my God, my sister, I, I met her when I was, and I was like, I didn't even know that about you when I've known you for how long. So anyway, Sue, I know you have something um, that you want. Oh, to I have a juicy address. one. I have Ooh, a juicy sweet. one. <laughs> Let's get it going. So one of our followers, and ooh, that was a good one. Thank you, sweetheart, for your feedback. She asked, how did Suleika and Dina meet? Because mm-hmm. I, I guess in the podcast, we, we really did not address how. No, we didn't. No, we did not address that. I think you mentioned like, oh, I didn't know Dina all my life. And everybody was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I know her all her life. I really did. Well, Suleika was around Dina's mom. Way before Dina was around. Mm-hmm. So um, when my dad um, was seeing Dina's mom, who her name is Miss Vilma, I was about uh, maybe nine. Okay. She was. No, you had to be about eight because I think you were nine when I was born. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I had to call her the other day to get <laughs> you had to get the story together. together. Yeah, I did. Because I'm like, I never seen Dina when we used to go out. And she um said, No, no, no. I was pregnant with Dina. You didn't see, I wasn't showing. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So yeah, I was around with um Miss Vilma before Dina. And um then she had Dina. Uh, a little while after I didn't see her for a little while. And then um, I remember going over to her house and this little baby was in the crib. Okay. And um, to speed things up, it was weird. Cause I would play with the baby and no one told me right away that that little baby in the crib was my sister. Um, 
my father definitely did not tell me that that was my sister. But <laughs> one day, girl, and one day, Miss um, Vilma said to me, "That's your sister." And That's so wild. Yes. So wild. Yes. And at the time, I I didn't understand what that meant. Like, that's your sister. You know, this lady, I know her. And I wasn't able to articulate, like, that's my dad's girlfriend. You know, it was Mm -hmm. just somebody that, like, a a family member. Mm -hmm. I just know her. I didn't know there was a title for her. You know, I didn't know what was going on. I would go out and eat with with these two people. And he would take me shopping, clothes shopping, and she would be there and help pick out clothes for me, right? Mm-hmm. Shoes okay. and whatnot. So there was no title. There was no explanation. It no was explanation. Like, no nothing like this is so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And I remember going home to my mom, com- like not confused, but like, this is my, that little girl's my sister, but is she my sister like Jessica? And Jessenia, mm. which is my mom's daughters. And my mom had to explain it to me to make sense. Okay. Because I don't, re- I, I don't recall. There was a point, there was a part where I did not see v- Ms. Vilma for a minute. Mm-hmm. So in between that time, well, she broke it down like, your father was acting crazy and I had to put him to the curve. So for that time... She kind of shun shun him away, so I didn't get to see the belly. Right, and my mom just, was also on maternity. Um, she was on bed rest. Right, for the she, rest right, of your she like, had yeah right, yeah. Well, yeah, well, there's a whole other story with how you came. Yeah, because of um, you know, uterine fibroids and what yeah. it, what it does, and I suffered with that. So she was she explained to me she had no clue when she met me that she was pregnant because she wasn't showing right away. Mm-hmm. And then they had their fallout. So that's why I said, I did not see a belly. I just remember going back to her house after some time and going to, and seeing this little baby in the crib. Okay. So crawling. you met me when I was first born or when I was like, yes. nearly, nearly I, me- I met you when you were first born. And that's when things got kind of, confusing to me because I still had three other sisters too, whom I was starting to develop a relationship on that end as well. Mm-hmm. Like going over there. So then I stopped seeing you for a little while. Then I was going on. And so it seemed like when, when my mom and dad had their falling out it was like, okay, so like, uh, you're back over here on this on this side of the fence. I wouldn't say that he was bouncing me around. Okay. I would say that grownups go through their shit, mm-hmm. right? And let me try this. It's, it was like, you know, yeah. let me see if this is going to work over here by right. bringing her over here and see if we can formulate something. And I don't know if Yanni has insight to that, but because she was, I, I, I was confused. I know Yanni definitely don't know what's going she on. Was like, she, she was like second, five years she old. Was like, right, she's the second oldest. But that that's, to answer the person that asked the question, that's the answer. Like, I knew Dina. That's how we met. It's, it was Dina's mom who explained to me 
that Dina was my little sister. Mm-hmm. And I was I was confused as shit. Mm-hmm. I was so confused. I was just taking in too much. Keep in mind, I just met three other little girls like some some years prior, maybe two, maybe a few years earlier that I had three little sisters. And now I have a baby sister because both of my sisters were babies. They're the same age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, my mom used to have to have words with him because I had a lot of questions for her because I was confused. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember I remember being a kid and going to our grandmother's house and seeing a picture of a of a little girl. She was wearing a red jumpsuit and she was like standing on a sofa. And I would ask my grandmother, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? It was Dina, obviously. But they would always lie to me and be like, oh, a friend of the family's daughter. And I would be like, wait, what? And then our dad had a had a had a Jeep Wrangler. Remember? Yes. And he had a, and he had a vanity tag that said Doyle five. And I would ask him, what do you mean five? I know four. What are you talking about? He's like, oh, well, he, he would he would include himself. He would say the five. I'm, yeah. I'm the fifth. I'm the fifth. And I'm just like. Yeah. You know, you think back on it and you just like the lies, like the lies and and parents don't seem to understand like the lies that they tell in those moments have lasting implications. Mm -hmm. They do. Like, you know what? I want to say, like, thank God. Number one, I respect Miss Vilma because, like I said, we have a history. I've been around her before Dina was born. but. Has she not say like, look at me, you know, maybe that day she said, this girl needs to know who, you know, you can't. What's going on? Yeah. Like you can't just bring her around to the house and have her playing with this child and don't know that that is her sister. Yeah. Yeah. And shout out to my mom. Although all that information was too much for me at such a young age, but my mom don't really keep too much from us. Like she Mm -hmm. just broke it down and told, always told me things the way it is. Looking back, it was just too much. That's dope. Go ahead, Miss Amelia. Okay. It it prepares, it prepares you to be able to make decisions in the future. You know what I mean? You, children are not stupid. They, you tell a child a lie and they have this uncomfortableness with the story that you told because their brains work. Mm-hmm. But if you don't cure that, if somebody's not there to say, okay, look, let me tell you what's really going on, that person grows up to be really insecure and unsure of their own instincts because they can't trust what they feel. Because mm-hmm. as a child, they their instincts told them something is wrong, but for, for whatever reason, it never got cured. So they grow up to be adults who cannot right. trust their own instincts. Right. And me having to go question my mom because I didn't get the information from my dad where I could have questioned him right then and there. You know, he never said, this is your little sister. Her mom. I wonder what was going on in our father's head at that time. Like he, yeah. Pure pure selfishness, nothing but (laughs) selfishness. He he probably was like, I don't even know what to say. Where to start, you know. Everybody's together. 
So I'm not going to hold you up because there's other feedbacks to it to address. But um, to the person that asked that question, I hope I answered your question and you have some clarity. <laughs> sure, we got some clarity here because I'm asking the day. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so I had um, so I looked at feedback from one of our followers on Instagram. And I'm going to read what she wrote. Um, She says, my dad has several girls and we're all spread across the state. I just gained a relationship with him about five years ago. And and the five eldest of the bunch know about each other and we speak from time to time. But I feel like a reunion with us is all needed. But the question is, how and where do I start to make this happen? Good. Lost a good one. That's a good one. It's, you know, this question, it really made me think of us because we, I would suggest for this follower to, you know, tap into her father and ask him to be the force that unites all of his daughters. Yeah. Do it the right way. I think that her trying to, trying to do it on her own it's not going to be well received or the eldest of all of them doing it on, you know, it's not going to be well received. But if the the core of their existence, which is their father, is the one to say, you know what? I want my family to get to know each other. I want to have my last days on this earth with all my daughters, you know, in, in the same place you know, whatever, whatever that looks like a reunion, like she mentioned in her post, have him put that out there and see who follows in line um, for that. And I say that because we've all, and I'll say the three of us have tried our own very interesting ways of trying to get us together, whether it was somebody's wedding, whether it was somebody's Mm -hmm. dinner, whether it was somebody Thanksgiving dinner, whether it was a trip and it always went sideways because people were not focused on the main um, idea behind our gets our getting together, which is us having our family time with all of us, plus our father, nieces, nephews, et cetera. Everybody had their own agenda or what they thought was an agenda, quote unquote. So for this particular question about, you know, where do I start and how do I make this happen? You got to take the eye out of this because it's not necessarily your responsibility. It's not. And I will say coming from a person who has reached out to certain sisters in our five and have been met with rejection time and time again, you know, you may, you can try, but just know that rejection may come or there may not be no follow-up or follow-through or you may not get a response, then what? So that's why I say, go to the core of your existence, which is is your father. And first of all, check his temperature out. See how he feels about everybody being together and having a reunion that you desire. And if he's with it, then put put the responsibility on him to get his daughters together Mm -hmm. and see what happens. Yeah. So that's how I answer that question for you. And thank you so much for sharing um, that very personal moment um, in your life with us. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, I feel like it, it didn't happen for us, but mm-hmm. if the the head of the family sets the tone, everyone falls in line. Right. 
Absolutely. In most cases, that's that's typically how it goes. The people, those that are in leadership have to lead. But, you know, I guess if they were qualified, nobody would be in the position that they're in. Right. Right. So, you know, I remember Will Smith made a post one time where he said, you know, the the challenges that you face or the hurt that you receive may not be your fault, but it definitely is your responsibility Mm -hmm. to fix it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if her father doesn't fit, get his proverbial shit together and get his family together, then I do feel like just like Seleka did. I mean, she may not have been as calculated because she was young when she made the decision, but somebody has to somebody has to be the catalyst to, you know, to bring the family together. Um, I'm so grateful for our listeners interacting with us and asking questions and seeing their selves in our story. You yeah, know, that's so cool. It's, it's really cool. And it really, it, it, it connects us because, you know, as much as we are individual people in our own silos, living our own lives, we have common stories. And I really believe that we're all here to help each other get through life. And we do that by sharing our stories. Yeah. What? Yeah. One of my friends asked because she she knows me personally, not just Instagram friends. Like she knows me personally, and she asked. She was like, "So this is really dope what you guys are doing with the podcast, and I think that it's really dope that you guys are willing to be so transparent with your stories. But what's up with your other sisters? Like, mm-hmm. why are they not here? I've gotten that a couple of times too. Yeah, and you know, at some point, I mean, we we've we've tried. As a trio, we have tried desperately to get everybody on board this this love train or this sister train. And it just doesn't work out that way because everyone's adults and everyone can choose, you know. And in my humble opinion, I believe that our other two sisters refuse to see the leaders in this whole thing. And when I say leaders, you know, specifically our father for who he is, you know, he's a flawed human being and he made some bad decisions and those decisions resulted in, you know, the events of today, but we have taken, and when I say we, I'm talking about Trashik, we have taken the responsibility for our own lives and said, no, I don't have to be a victim of circumstance. I don't have to be a victim of you know, the decisions that my parents have made. And unfortunately, I don't think our other two sisters have made that decision. They just, they've they've committed to the story that they've been told and they refuse to see the superheroes. And when I say our superheroes, I'm talking about our parents because as children, we see our, we see our parents as superheroes until we grow up and realize that, you know what, these are just people and, you know, they make decisions, they make good, bad and indifferent decisions, just like we do. I don't think that they are yet ready to face the fact that, you know what, these people are not perfect. These people have made bad decisions. They've made good decisions also. No one makes all bad decisions, but they've made some decisions that, you know, weren't the best. And you don't have to live their storyline. You know, they're not ready to accept the fact that, you know what, my mother, my father, they lied to me. They lied. Mm -hmm. You know, because if if they ever accept that, then they have to deal with the anger of knowing, damn, I've been living 
all of these years under a false premise. That's painful, you know? So we have to find some, some grace for them in saying that, you know what, maybe they're just not really, really ready to confront that pain because that pain is real. To and know. That, yeah, you're right. And that pain trickles down into, you know, their perception of us as individuals. Like when I say us, the three of us, specifically like me and Suleika, like I think that pain transcends to, well, that one over there is this, this, and this. And sometimes I feel like that gets missed manage as far as who we are as individuals because of who whose role played what in whatever situation or who hurt who or who did what or who brought us together or whatever so like you were saying um yami that story and that pain that comes with that and that anger that may not be tapped into is also a result of the inability to look beyond that and accept what we are and who we are as sisters and be accepting of that. Because I, I feel like, you know, there was there was a time when those relationships were being formed and then it automatically crumbled as soon as the story was what we, you know, what whomever decided to tell and what that looked like, you know, to that individual that decided to latch on to that story. Yeah, and you can, you can see it in our pictures that were posted, like we were all there. We were all there, all together. Everyone was smiling. Everyone was happy, you know, about exactly what happened, mm-hmm. you know, what transpired. Like, oh my God, there's a whole nother human being that's attached to me. And oh my God, she looks like me. Like she talks like me. Oh my God, this is, this is dope. But there's some shit behind it that we got to deal with. You know, I think one of the most the hardest things for people to accept in life is unconditional love. As much as we want it, as much as we 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 say that we want it, it's really, really hard for us to accept it. You know, so people people keep up beef or people keep up anger so that they can keep that away from them, because if they ever accept it, then it's just like. Oh my God, I'm not, I'm not worthy of this now. What happens if it goes away? Mm-hmm. You know, they they're they're not ready to deal with that real thing where, you know, like I love you. Like I, I really do. I really do. No, I don't like you sometimes, but I do love you. And it's hard for people to accept that. And I'm just talking in all facets of life. Yeah, that makes sense. Wow. I mean, oh. now these are, this is just a snippet, right? Yeah. <laughs> the feedback and questions. Yeah, Yanni, that's, that was deep. Yeah. That yeah. was deep. That was real. I always go deep. What can I say? I tell you, girl, you always do. Bueno, pues, we want to thank you guys for just getting on a train because you, you, you just boarded the train with us. It's just so much more to come out of it, but we are so grateful and we thank you over and over for your feedbacks, your downloads, listening, staying engaged, and just continue to ride with us. Good night. night. Thank you for hanging out with the ladies of Tres Chic. Until next time, te veo.